the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. We got a lot to talk about, and I have a great show planned for you and a phenomenal guest, Senator Ron Johnson. I'm very proud of that. I love that, because if you're stuck in the sewer of Illinois, as I am this week, you, like me, realize we do not have representation. We do not have it if you are not part of the Fourth Reich, the Marxist Mafia. If you're in it, well, then you should be loving our present climate of, say, everything that I decide is a failure, and this is your goal, as your government, corrupt as it is, is thriving, although the rest of us are surviving mainly, because that's what you can do with a corrupt Marxist mafia, like the American Democrat Party. So I would rather, we'll get to Rittenhouse, and we'll get to other topics, but I would rather focus in on something that if, this particular Soviet, for there's no other way to describe this woman, who is from Kazakhstan originally. And if you know anything about the Soviet Union, Kazakhstan was technically the last section of the Soviet Union. This is where the ideology of Sovietism and really a surviving working communist, uh, New Age communism, this is where the hub of it was. And probably still is. And as you further know, the plot of the Soviet Union was never to coexist in peace and harmony. They don't operate that way. They operate through crushing freedom anywhere they can find it. They work tirelessly hard to deceive, grab positions of power, and destroy. So when I speak of Soli Amarova, this is what I'm speaking of. Soli Amarova is the Biden nominee to be the top bank regulator. Now, this is a very important job. Very, very important job. It's more than uh, what the Democrats, who are liars, would have you believe it is. This woman will be in charge of everything from currency to bank charters to new banks beginning to how banks operate. Now, if it wasn't a red flag enough that she graduated from the University of Moscow, I mean, how in the hell does an immigrant from the Soviet Union who has practiced in Soviet tactics, Soviet economics, who's written papers on Karl Marx and paid homage to the Soviet Union, become in in this kind of even possible in the American government to be in this position? How is it even feasible? Especially when you take into consideration, here's the kind of intellect we're dealing with. 
It turns out she's got a little bit of a stealing problem. Now, not the kind of stealing like we witnessed yesterday in Oak Brook, where 15 registered Democrats, I'm certain of it, ran into a Louis Vuitton store and stole hundreds of thousands of items with guns. and At least those guys were stealing Louis Vuitton, which now never really is going to feel the same after where you've seen how it's been abused and apparently is a hot item in the south side of Chicago. This idiot, thanks to Fox News, Wisconsin Department of Justice, criminal background on Amarova, that revealed Amarova was arrested in Madison, Wisconsin, in 1995, charges with misdemeanor for retail theft after she was witnessed with the sleight of hand by a TJ Maxx security guard. Now, let's just go over something. TJ Maxx is a discount store. Everything's cheap. It's on sale. It's like stealing from Kmart, you moron. Just on that alone, on behalf of all of the thieves out there who've made a living, and I don't just mean the ones in Democrat mafia-run sewers where they're allowed to steal 1000 a day. I'm talking about the old-fashioned boosters out there. This imbecile stole $400 of clothing from TJ Maxx. I mean, how stupid do you have to be? At least join the Louis Vuitton gang and get some really good loot, booty, whatever. Instead, you're stealing from TJ Maxx. And what's the penalty for that? <laughs> Clearly, you should be in charge of the American monetary system. Do you understand what kind of scum we are dealing with? Scum. So today, the, 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 the kabuki theater of our government, that banana republic that it is, has senators, now Democrat senators, promoting this scumbag, scoundrel, shoplifting trash to destroy the American capitalist system of what's left of it rather than focus on what kind of person this is because what she is is a member of the Marxist mafia. Her legacy of communist sympathizing, of stealing from discount stores, means nothing. She is a vital foot soldier in the Marxist mafia that is the modern-day Democrat Party. You, you, because this is right from that very same article published last month. You said, and I quote, in principle, Fed accounts can be made available, can be made available as an alternative to bank deposit accounts upon a person's request. As explained below, however, the more effective option would be to transition all deposits to the Fed. Now, see, here's the biggest problem that the modern day Marxist, the American Marxist, the American communist, the American Soviet, the mafia, that is the Democrat Party and several members of the Republican Party. The big problem they have is that they're late to the game. They're trying to take over a country that was steeped in capitalism and property rights. Their biggest challenge is how to undermine, how to destroy those property rights. They have discovered, rightfully so, their best approach will be from the enemy within. To get these Soviet thieving scumbags in very powerful positions in our government. And then work tirelessly to build upon the Olinsky lights and the Marxists that have already been hiding within our government for 50 years. Figure Fauci, a little less feminine, only this time with an accounting degree. That's what's been lurking in our system of economics now in the Treasury and all the rest of these scallywags. This is what we've been dealing with. So now if you could get this Soviet in a top position, she's going to get rid of your bank as you know it. And now the Fed will become the National Bank 
of the United Soviet States of America in their vision of utopia. And all they need is this rather unattractive, shoplifting rat in a position of power. So, as you're going to see for the next couple of days, Democrat Senate suck-ups like Little Dick Durbin and his kind will continue to promote this Soviet thieving bastard as anything other than what she really is. That sounds pretty straightforward. When you use words like advocate and you talk about the... By the way, it was done today by, uh, what's his name, Menendez? The scum, the scum Democrat senator that used to fly on the airplane of the dentist to to South America for $30 underage hookers. But thanks to a judicial system riddled with Democrats, he was found innocent. Yeah, he didn't do it. Menendez, he's a good guy. Now he's promoting the scum that is this last Soviet and now a prime player in the American Soviet proposal. And you talk about a preferred option. It sounds like that's what you were for. Are you no longer for those things? Senator, being a legal academic, there is a particular way we write our ideas. Unlike economists, for example, we cannot simply claim it's an assumption and there is a model. So having said that, I just want to clarify, my job as an academic was to expand the boundaries of the academic debate and outline potential options for Congress to consider. This is entirely up to Congress whether or not to go that route. This is another problem I have. She's really never done anything. After all, if she was successful, would this roach be stealing $375 from TJ Maxx, the roach that she is, let alone we're going to put her in charge? of the American economic system as we know it, and banking, and banking. I'll tell you what, to be a Democrat, you better be in this mafia. And you better be on one of those funny, money, baloney, phony jobs with your ridiculous $4 million pension that it's worth and all the other nonsense nonsense that you live on for doing nothing. Because if you're not, and you're just somebody with such a low IQ as to support this mafia, you are really worthless. Of course, ultimately. But this is what you recommended, and it doesn't seem to be a coincidence that every one of these thought experiments or academic ideas, every one of them, involved dramatic expansion in the power and control of the central government. How come the academic ideas are never to give you control? Why are the academic ideas always to give just this corrupt bunch of shoplifting roaches all the power in the country? rather than, say, the good people that turned the youngest country into the most successful. In fact, it wasn't until we had these academics come along from all these real successful socialist countries around the world and corrupt our banking system until you have an ideology that now allows monetization of debt. Now, I know that that's Econ 102, and it's only good for my hardcore listeners, but there may still be a couple of CPS students wandering out there that accidentally are on the channel. But we have an entire system that relies on bills like Build Back Better and the infrastructure to fake a successful economy, of which we don't have, because of Democrat Soviet roaches like this that have managed to position themselves in very important positions in our government to destroy the American capitalist system that built this country. Allocate resources to control banking and a corresponding diminution in the freedom of individual Americans and institutions. That's that's the common theme that comes up again and again and again. You use words like advocate, 
your preference. I, I mean, to suggest now that, well, maybe you're not really for these things. It, it's it's just hard. It's hard to believe this. I, I, I'll we'll have more time because she's a liar. Do you really want to hear their answers anymore? You've been convicted, toots, convicted. Not only are you a Soviet from Kazakhstan or whatever the hell it is, you're stupid enough to steal from TJ Maxx. On that alone, you should be disqualified from any government job. Although, when I was a kid, you know who went to work for the government? The morons that couldn't get jobs in the private sector. It seems to be a trend. 312-642-5600. I fell in. I'm glad Jenny isn't here to see the collapse of America. I always think about that. All of the World War II veterans that have passed on, all of the patriots. This is when entertainers love this country. It's refreshing. It's almost that's the only thing that I really uh, can say. The benefit is of them being gone is at least they don't have to watch as our government becomes Soviet. And this is the broader point. What this woman wants to do is destroy America from the banking side. She's going to destroy the credit system as we know it, the banking system as we know it. And as if we didn't know, that the talk right now it, through these Senate hearings that they're having is about her ability to triple down on the Community Reinvestment Act that really was a, a scandalous, scandalous policy that didn't do anything that it said. In fact, what it did do is allow banks to really take advantage of minorities and blighted areas by jacking up the percentage on loans and the terms. But this is the real deal Soviet, this woman. This woman wants a system that's based on socially suboptimal areas. These are the words, word salad of the modern day communist, the Marxist, the Soviet. This is the word salad where through her dictate, people and credit will exist. It's almost, I almost want it. Half of me wants it to go by. So all this, the, the corporatists, the, the Wall Street scum that gave their dark money and their money to the Democrat Party get to see as she calls up the credit lines. Now, I know that's not going to happen. Any, the same way in tax increases don't happen on the inside millionaires to the American Marxist mafia. See, what happens when they're in charge is they actually get more benefits like in their infrastructure bill that they say is about roads and bridges, when really what it's about is tax loopholes to their contributors and the scum that make up the Democrat Party. Mr. Speaker, on the second bullet point on your board there, um, can you respond to the criticism that when all is said and done on this bill, the people who get the biggest tax cut are millionaires who can take advantage of the changes in the state and local tax deductions? Thank you for that question. Only in blue states. Only in blue states does this benefit, where the Marxist mafia destroys the idea of an ad valorem tax system or any benefit to live in it. So the only way that it can keep people there with an IQ over 60 and good jobs is to bribe them through various incentives and corruption. As a supporter of that particular measure in the bill, I want to just say, and thank you for allowing me to clarify what that is about. No, that's why. If this virus was so bad... Would all these old bastards be around? I mean, how bad is the virus? Everybody in Washington is 107. That's not about tax cuts for wealthy people. It's about services for America's, the American people. Yeah, that's what it's in about. In our communities, you where we have taken care of our people. Education, 
transportation, health care. Yeah. How's it work for you people in the south side of Chicago? How's the education system? Looks great on the news. Everybody seems to have a firm grasp of the English language and obviously knows right from wrong, not to mention the transportation. What's it like? Well, I don't know. I just saw on the expressway, we're now shooting on the expressway, let alone shooting into cars in bad neighborhoods. Two of them, huh? Ah, beautiful. There you go. More advancement from the Marxist mafia. All of the issues that public service brings to people was slashed by the Trump administration. Oh, shut the hell up, you old bag. You're worth half a billion dollars. Get the hell out of here. Take that stupid pantsuit with you. 312-642-5600. Mike in Elmhurst. Hey, Sean, I get so lucky to get you two weeks in a row. Look at that. But uh, so I just want to make a comment. You know, I really don't. It's, it's unbelievable that these, uh, you know, scum politicians. I love when you say it, scum. Yeah. Uh, you know, they sit there and line their pockets and they got millions of dollars. I got friends of mine that lost both legs stepping on pressure plates in Afghanistan. And the money that they get from our government won't even amount to a million dollars over the time of their lifetime. Of course not. Absolutely ridiculous of course another thing your friends and you you would have been better off buying one of these aldermen buying one of these democrats state reps or whatever the hell they are to get one of these cushy jobs to drive around in a pension incubator they call a truck for 30 years get a real big fat ass get out and collect some pension that's based on three and a half million dollars that's what you should have done Hey, and I, I got one. I got one last thing for you. I know you didn't get there yet, but the prosecution in Rittenhouse's case is saying no serious, credible medic wears a rifle slung around their body. That's an absolute slap in the face and disrespect to every single Navy corpsman that I fought alongside against that are gunslingers, just like the rest of us. Exactly. They plug holes. They plug holes and they make them, baby. Oh, I like that. There's a good T-shirt, Mike. You see, you got a copyright. You're going to need money. This socialism hey. is going to be very expensive, Mike. I'm not sure we're wealthy enough to afford hey, it. Sean, yeah. Sean, you can slogan that yourself and make T-shirts. All I ask <laughs> is that you let me you let me come into the shop in Elmhurst, buy a cigar from you, and then we can sit down, smoke it, and have a drink. Anytime, brother. Anytime. You come by, I'm there in the morning. I'm not a night guy. And I keep waiting for all the tough socialists to come by. I do. I wait every day. And every day I'm disappointed. 312-642-5600. For over 30 years, imagine reporting on Illinois state issues. 30 years reporting on Midwest area issues. And I'm wondering, in all of the 30 years of reporting, (laughs) did it prepare Kevin Bessler for what we now face in the Illinois implosion. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good, Sean. How are you? Very good, very good. So uh, I'll tell you, I don't know which area to go after. Now, part of me, because you've been on this green energy boondoggle for a while, part of me wants to go over this first because I still am in awe of what policy has done to the great state of Illinois, how Illinois has been has the potential to be coal and oil. We are coal and oil rich. Aside from that, we're nuclear plant rich. Illinois could be a powerhouse in a multitude of different energy issues. Yet here we are, neutered. We look like Pritzker on a honeymoon. Not sure what's going to happen, but pretty sure we're not going to like it. Am I wrong? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. You got me on that one. That's all right. But, I mean, it's crazy what's going on. And they're pushing for electric vehicles. In Illinois. Now, first of all, this yesterday when you saw Biden in the Hummer truck, 
how many people know that it starts at $108,000? That's where it starts. You get that thing with a, with a, with a, with a moonroof, it's going to cost you one hundred and twenty grand. This whole industry is subsidized. They have to bribe people to buy it. They bribe them for their license plates. Now they, you could plug these things in no matter where you go. But how many realize that with these new stations, the people are going to have to pay three times. They're going to have to pay for the development. They're going to have to pay for the maintenance. And by the way, when you do plug in your vehicle, that free stuff is over. You're going to have to pay for the plug-in. Yeah, after Biden, uh, what, did uh, a couple burnouts in that thing? It probably had to be charged up again immediately. (laughs) I'm so sick of pretending this is an industry that is out of necessity or out of even demand. It isn't. And they're bribing people in. We're paying five and six times what we can. Not to mention, it's going to lead to mineral and other problems with just cultivating what it takes to build one of these things. Isn't it kind of short-sighted? And have they given any thought to what it's going to look like when they're wrong? Well, there's a lot to do for sure. I mean, Illinois is way behind in infrastructure for charging these vehicles. I mean, way behind. And it's going to be a while. I mean, the governor wants a million vehicles on the roads by the end of the decade. Well, I mean, I mean, there's what are you going to do downstate? Downstate where, you know, people start driving and they're going to be out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. they're going to be in big trouble. Well, I'll tell you what. It's going to be interesting as a lot of the Bates motels start to open up because those cars take a while to charge up. It's not like you could plug them in and, boof, you're done. In fact, it takes hours to charge them up. So even if you did want to take these things for a ride, I understand they have chargers that you can uh, that are quicker, but people have to pay a tremendous amount of money. We see this in California as people thought these were going to be free, and in some instances they're paying a little less than they would for a tank of gas. I mean, it, it, this is so not thought out and such a, a, a reputation fraud of what it's going to be like to have these electric vehicles. I think it's going to end in calamity, and uh, I wish I could go long used car business, but I can't. Well, I don't have 100 grand for an electric vehicle. Starting. Starting at 108, that's the truck he's in. And I have yet to see one news outlet point that out. The the Hummer electric vehicle that Joe Biden was in starts at $108,700. I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. This man of the people sure does remind me of all of those dictators in the former Soviet Union and all over the world that live a certain lifestyle while telling people you're going to love slavery. And that's really what I feel like uh, is happening here. Well, these vehicles in in uh, Bloomington Normal at Rivian, they're not cheap either. Yeah. So, pretty so expensive. Not all is bad in Illinois. For instance, if you are into, say, pot distribution or sports betting, it's been quite a quite a time in the last couple of months, has it not? Yeah. Well, obviously, the pot is going gangbusters. The state's making a lot of money off of that because the taxes are so high on it. But gambling did come back in September, and we can thank College football and pro football for that. People love betting on football. Oh, believe me, I got a lot of friends sitting in the Huskow right now because they were just a little too early. They should have went to work for Rivers Casino. Instead, they tried to work for their Uncle Vinny, and this used to be illegal, and guys went to jail. Now it seems to be the way of the future. I find it laughable if it wasn't so sad. Yeah, it's 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 doing well. Illinois is third in the country in, in sports betting, and boy, the way it's going, they I mean, they're, they're close to Nevada. And uh, Jersey. And has anyone given it to any thought to the fact that most people who gamble are not, say, wealthy? In fact, most people who gamble 
are degenerates and live in squalor. And in often cases, what's happening now in these state-sponsored gambling houses is a lot of people are gambling with their little card that we've now given EBT money on. And I'm wondering if anybody's done any research into how many of the people gambling, say, can afford it, or is this just going to give more people on more welfare rolls and the vicious cycle of government subsidizing gambling looking like it's a winner? Because he who gambles lives in shambles is an old expression. Sean, I am writing that down right now. Right. That's a good. That's a great idea to look into here. Yeah, I mean it's a fraud. It's another Illinois scam fraud. Like for instance, the pot dispensaries. The other week, my wife and I, after a wonderful lunch on a Sunday, we're sitting at a stoplight where some registered Democrat scumbag, high on God knows what, plowed into us at forty miles an hour. Now I'm sure she's an upstanding citizen with a Blue Cross Blue Shield card and Allstate and all the rest of it. However, she did have an EBT card. And she was higher than a kite. So there's never any thought process when I hear what a good news it is that Illinois is leading in pot sales and gambling sales. The ramifications of that is the quality of life you're giving to those people who participate in your two big economic agendas suck. And it normally ends in disaster and sometimes traffic accidents. Yeah, you're, you're going to see a lot more of that, I think, of what happened to you. I mean, it's just bound to happen if that many people are, you Hi. know, Doped up. Exactly, exactly. So police department's preparing for a fallout from the Rittenhouse verdict. This, too, has become politicized to a certain extent. And I'm wondering what it does it look like from the center square perspective as to how this fits in with the defunding de- de- uh, of the police department, the weakening of um, our laws against criminals and, and violent offenders. I mean, what's the point if you're just going to let everybody go? Why even bother and get all dressed up in costumes and go stand on a line somewhere? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and especially up in your area there, because, uh, well, we know about Kim Fox, but uh, I think it's tied into these uh, smash and grab deals from these kids that just like happened out in Oak Brook and, and they ripped off all this Louis Vuitton stuff. And because they think they, they're going to get a misdemeanor here. They know they, they don't think they're going to get in trouble. And, and I guess don't. this happened recently. Well, you're right. And, and this happened recently. They said, hey, we're, this will be no problem. And they said, well, you're not in Cook County. You're in DePage County, young man. That's where the store is. They, they got caught with fel- they got charged with felonies. Yeah, but these kids got away. And it, you know what bothers yeah. me about it, Kevin? A couple of years ago, I got a big argument with the wife, as I tend to do. So I said, I'm going to do something special. We've married a couple of decades. I went to that very same store, and I bought a little tiny purse that cost me more than my first car. I can't get over how much that stuff costs. And now, right now today, I told my wife, take that little purse and throw it in the garbage. Because right now, welfare roaches all over the city are walking around with that same purse, and these lucky son of a guns didn't pay a dollar for it. I feel like a sucker. <laughs> all right. I just, just thought I'd give a little frustration out. that It's always the guy that pays the retail price. That's the pigeon. I had an uncle tell me that a long time ago. So political organizations call Pritzker's anti-crime efforts too little too Late, please tell me this isn't because they want more criminals out on the street instead of less. No, it's just he hasn't said much about crime until just recently. I mean, we had all this crime this summer, especially in the Chicago area, and and the governor hasn't really chimed in on it at all. Well, all of a sudden now, because of uh, pressure, and of course he's running for reelection, he he's all over it now. He's he's on top of crime and he's talking about violent crime when you know the. The Legislative Black Caucus, is, they've got all those rules passed through him, and he signed them, you know, ending cash bail, uh, 
you know, the parole. I mean, just all these deals and, and body cams, making the police pay for the body cams, you know, which some departments can't do that. They can't afford it. All these reforms, and now he's going to be trying to be tough on crime, you know, whatever. And it looks like he hired his friend to a phony baloney job. His name is Chris Patterson. I learned this from your article. And he's going to make $153,000 a year to drive around with Pritzker and tell him, no, I could see your neck from here. Is that pretty much what his job is? <laughs> pretty much. Oh. Pretty much. This is a great scam if you're in on it. But unfortunately, <laughs> myself and Kevin Bessler are not. But I have Kevin Bessler in a very important job because he's exposing these issues. And I think I've given him the idea to look at the ramifications on the lives of Illinoisans, both from gambling and drug use, after the big economic plan to save Illinois, which ironically he stole from Sam Giancana, except he didn't add, they didn't add the hookers in Illinois. So the real question is, how long until we have hookers and high taxes on them? Yeah, you never know. Well, I'll tell Always you what, profession. it's going to be a tricky market because if uh, you got the Democrat women in there, I think they're going to have lower prices and lower taxes than the other more attractive women. Just something to keep in mind for a future article. I love it when you join me, Kevin Bessler. I so appreciate it for the center square. Keep it up. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Nice song. All right. Let's go right to the line. David on 294. Okay, Sean. Sean, I wanted to pay the guy's compliment. I tell my friends that you are the sharpest knife knife in the drawer. (laughs) Thank you very much. All depends where the kitchen right. is, but go ahead. That's right. So here we go. Uh, you know, I just found out was yesterday, the day before, some sort of uh, national study saying that legalized gambling in this country uh, combined uh, is more money is spent on legalized gambling than any other form of entertainment in this country. And then when you talk about lottery and uh, gambling and all your sports stations in the Chicago uh, take all these ads for sports gambling, so they, they won't say how bad it is. But my friend learned a long time ago working at a gas station. There'd be the suburban dad who'd come in and buy a oh. ticket or two. And then, and then once or twice a month, uh, he didn't understand it. If they got super busy and a guy would sold his tank, buy a carton of cigarettes, and spend $100 on lottery tickets and realized it was government checks came out. And it was people that needed the money the most exactly. who were throwing away the money. It's an act of desperation. Lottery. David, when I first bought the cigar store, it had the lottery machine in it. It was nauseating. I would see both men and women come in with nothing and spend $100 a week on, on, right. on gambling. It's always unfortunate. And I come from a family. Listen, I'm not a choir boy. I've come from a family of gamblers. I've had my own problem. But one thing we never did was enable somebody with a problem. Now, that being said, if you're going to make this legal and you're going to have an issue, then that's one, one aspect of policy. Let's have the other aspects so that the other people don't subsidize, subsidize him. So if you decide to be a gambler, your name goes in when you walk in and you gamble. Fine. From that day forward, you qualify for no welfare benefits. I'm fine with it. With that then. You're an adult. You make your decision. But should you choose to take your money and urinate it away, I'm not going to subsidize you so that your kids can eat because you didn't want to feed your own kids. See, in there lies well, Sean, the problem. Well, I'll tell you, I used to be, my, my uh, theory was that if you can't afford to go to New Jersey or Vegas, then you shouldn't be gambling. But they brought it to you. I like that. Thank you, David. I appreciate the listening and the calling. And that's the other thing I want to – I'm not against anything when it comes to your choice. But you are then responsible 
for the ramifications and the repercussions from your action. Simple. You want to be a low-life scumbag? Okay, then go be one, and nobody pays you for it. But we have a system that takes from the hardworking people. I look around at these kids. we got a kid in there. He's just a young kid starting off. This poor son of a gun has no idea the kind of money he's going to need to make to keep just his number in the, that he thinks he's making in his salary. All people that work understand this. As you're paying seven, eight, nine hundred dollars that you really wouldn't pay on your car or any one item. And you're paying that as a penalty for being employed so that the government can redistribute that to people who choose to take welfare checks and go to casinos or go to pot stores. It's a despicable system that is set up to fail. And it's within those failures that the Democrat Mafia Party has its true base. Sickening. Frank, Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean, I love your show. Thank you. Great job, by the way, on uh, sticking it to the Democrats there. Every day, all day. Uh, I don't want them. I can't stand them. Go ahead. I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, I just wanted to comment on those electric vehicles that you were saying before. A lot of people don't know, but certain Teslas that have caught fire takes about seven hours to put those out. I mean, there was a story in the news where it took about eight firefighters about, you know, seven to eight hours to put this thing out. I mean, Frank, a couple of months ago, you know, I investigated this. It was more than a couple of months ago, and I played a couple of clips in California on the show. And everybody can see. You can go still get the information on YouTube before it's redacted by the Marxists. And right now, not only does it take all that time, it's a tremendous amount of chemicals and water that it takes to put them out. By the time you factor the, the risk of these vehicles and the cost of faking an electric vehicle that is made out of a tremendous amount of not just oil, but lithium and other minerals that you have to devastate the earth for, maybe by then somebody could pull their head out of their derriere and say, I think we were better off the old way. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate the call. When I get back, you guys are so lucky, and I'm so lucky. Senator Ron Johnson, a real senator. I can't wait for you to hear. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It is my privilege and my honor to welcome one of the few politicians that doesn't make me sick. In fact, I am glad he's there. We need him there, not just for us, but for the generations yet to come. He is Senator Ron Johnson, sadly of Wisconsin, but he does give Illinoisans hope. Thank you for joining me, Senator Ron Johnson. Oh, happy to. First of all, you have to understand, Senator... You're one of the few politicians that doesn't make me throw up in my mouth. So I really enjoy you at a level that I don't think um, I've ever uh, enjoyed of a politician, especially one from Wisconsin, you know, the Chicago-Wisconsin thing. Well, I appreciate that, but I'm a citizen legislature. That's maybe part of the, the difference. I'm not a politician. And that's exactly, what, that's exactly why, because you didn't go there to become worth half a billion dollars like so many of your cohorts. You went there to help people 
that wanted to share in the American dream and the American principles that unfortunately so many politicians have decided we don't need anymore. And I find it refreshing. I wanted to um, mainly talk about the platform you've, you've given so many people who wanted that American idea of property over their own body and trying to resist what I think is a true act of fascism in a mandate. And um, have, you've really kind of, have you met resistance with that? Because it doesn't look like you get a lot of play in media for the platform you've given people to talk about their ideas and their experiences with bad vaccine. Um, no, I've, been, I've, I've met tremendous pushback, tremendous resistance. Uh, there's a narrative out there, and it's the narrative that the COVID gods are allowing. When I say that, I'm talking about the Fauci's, you know, the Collinses, the Walensky's, the, the Jana Woodcocks, and the health agencies, but also the media and the social media. I, I can't fully explain it. I, I've, I've got my suspicions of what's happening. But, uh, no, uh, pe- people want a, a vaccine in every arm. They want a shot in every arm. And uh, anything less than that, they're going to they're gonna push back. And, by the way, they'll never admit they're wrong, and they pretty well have the power to make sure they're never proven wrong. Senator, I've been watching you as you've been giving people a platform to discuss this. I have two daughters. It's crucially important to me. I I have been suspicious of it. And by the way, that suspicion came as it was rushed under a Republican. So to me, this is not political. This is about the health of not just myself, but my children. And as a parent, I think it's crucially important we protect them. You've witnessed some testimony that has given pause. And I'm curious to know, have you... Um, had more people that want to give testimony to adverse effects? Oh, yeah, there there are so many people. There are you know, literally thousands of people that just want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be believed. But you know, all people have to use is their common sense. You know, j- just understand that there's so much we don't know about the coronavirus, about covid about the COVID-19 vaccines, right? I mean, there's a lot we do not know. If, if people are being honest, there's a lot we don't know. So that would indicate that we ought to proceed with caution. So listen, I, I was a big supporter of Operation Warp Speed, the development of a vaccine, but not a supporter of mass vaccination into a pandemic, you know, throwing caution to the wind. You know, I'm the champion of right to try. I think people ought to have that right, and particularly the most vulnerable. I mean, COVID is a it's a nasty disease, but it's very age-related. And so if you're elderly, I mean, I cannot certainly understand why people say, yeah, give me that vaccine. I want to try it. But if, if you're a young person, you know, where, where we know the science tells us that you're more likely to have a serious problem with the flu than you are the COVID-19, why, why would you... Why would you subject your child to what is still an experiment? And anybody that tells you that they know what the long-term safety profile of these vaccines are, this new mRNA vaccine technology, is lying to you because nobody knows. Nobody knows. And so, again, that, that would tell you to exercise caution. And we're not. And, Senator, you've been trying to give perspective. You've been consistent since the beginning. You've been trying to give perspective early on when we talked about shutting down the country into a virus that looked to be at that time uh, very survivable, that still to this day is very survivable. As you see um, bureaucrats like Fauci, 
who have been consistently wrong. Why is it that we must continue to deal with him? And what exactly do you have to do and how wrong do you have to be to lose a government job? Well, he's certainly been failing up his entire career. Uh, by the way, I, would ref- I just started reading it. It just became available. Bobby Kennedy's new book on the real Dr. Fauci. I, I would recommend that everybody read that. I think if a lot of people do, uh, it certainly sounds like, as I'm, or looks like as I'm starting this book, that people's eyes will be opened up. But he's been a very effective bureaucrat. Uh, you, what, what drives me nuts is you see the doctors and nurses who've had the courage and compassion to actually treat COVID patients. You know, many of them got sick. Some tragically died. Most survived. Uh, but they are being vilified. They're being fired. They're being sued. But the, the Fauci's of the world or, or the Dr. Ja, who testified for the Democrats in my committee, then, you know, writes this scathing op-ed that the New York Times titled it the snake oil salesman in the Senate. And these guys, they've never treated a, a patient. Actually, Dr. Ja, I think, stayed in his, his apartment the entire time, you know, scared you-know-whatless yeah. of COVID. Let's Again, I, I don't I don't deny how nasty this disease can be, but I, I just for whatever reason, I was never freaked out about it. Even, you know, I'm certainly not freaked out about it now because I've had it. I was asymptomatic as about 40 to 50 percent of the population was. Why don't we ask the question, how did that how was that possible? D- did half the population already have some form of natural immunity from a, a previous uh, type of coronavirus? I mean, is that how strong national immunity actually is? is that you might have had a coronavirus that wasn't this nasty and you survived it and now you have antibodies against it already, your T-cell immunity? I don't know. We can't even ask the question. We, we didn't, we just assumed, or Fauci just assumed that natural immunity would be, wouldn't be available with the coronavirus. Why did he assume that? Why do they want a jab in every arm? I, I, again, I've got my suspicions. I just can't explain it. It makes no sense. So much about our response to COVID makes no sense. But here's a question people ought to ask. Did, did what Fauci prescribed, did it work? <laughs> 760,000 people dead. And by the way, we have had over 600,000 excess deaths. I don't deny that. But the human toll of the economic devastation of the shutdowns that he prescribed yeah, what about the suicides, the overdoses? How, how about how it's affected our children, the psychological harm, the, the loss of learning? You know, what, 1.8 million Swedish children all went to school, never wore a mask, not one died. The teachers who were deemed essential workers had a lower infectivity rate than the rest of Swedish society. And yet the mainstream media, the COVID gods, denigrated Sweden for just mishandling this. Their death rate is 145 People per hundred thousand. Ours is, I think, two twenty-five. The other thing that it, who got that, this right? Well, what what else bothers me is that a country our size, we lose between seventy-nine hundred and eighty-one hundred a day. Anyway, we have three hundred and forty million people. I I can't help but notice what really benefited. To me, the way that we answer these questions is we look at what benefited. What benefited was the absolute and total control over the citizen's life by government. I am in awe at how fast. And how willing so many Americans were to shut their businesses, to not go see their parents, to listen to bureaucrats who've done nothing. Dr. Fauci, I, I, how, how are you a doctor if you've worked in the government for 50 years? You're not a doctor. A doctor is somebody who would give you the perspective you've just articulated since our interview began. I, I, I can't help but realize this has been a true benefit to the modern day Marxist, the modern day collectivist, government in total.
In fact, I can't think what part of my life I don't now need permission for government to give me for me to live. And what I'm asking and what what I want from you, because you've been on both sides of this. You were a businessman. You were a citizen. Then you became a senator. Is it possible for us to get that back? Or now that so many of my countrymen have submitted and given away their freedoms and their liberty and their American principles, is this just going to be the future for our grandkids? Well, it only gets corrected if enough Americans open up their eyes, are willing to admit they were wrong. And again, the, the COVID gods, they'll never admit they were wrong. And they have the power to, to make sure that it's, very, it's going to be very difficult to prove them wrong. But just ordinary people are also going to be very reluctant to say, you know, we never should have followed Fauci. So it's going to take compelling evidence, uh, almost foolproof evidence. Uh, that, that's why I'm recommending uh, Bobby Kennedy's book. I mean, in, in there, not, not only did this benefit the bureaucrats, the people that want to control your life. I mean, don't ask me why people want to control somebody else's life, but there's a lot of people that do in politics. Money and power. But yeah. also, but, but also you t- take a look at all the, the tech giants. You know, the, the tech, the, the you know, yeah. social media billionaires, they've come, they've, I mean, the transfer of wealth to the ruling class, to the elite, to the to social media Trillions. types has been vast. And they've, they've highly benefited from the shutdowns. I mean, they, they've accomplished in terms of uh, people converting over to the use of the Internet and e-commerce and, and a host of other things. It benefited tremendously. They're the ones, they're the ones shutting down dissent. They're the ones that are censoring people like me. From DocuSign to Zoom. But it does explain, to a certain extent, why there's been so much pushback to really get answers on the origins, which to me are quite, are quite simple, especially now that we have so many emails back and forth between Dr. Fauci and uh, what's known in my old neighborhood of Melrose Park as Bagmen, but I guess it's known as other entities that helped invest in this. Doesn't that seem to be something that there should be, say, a committee on or a, 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 a investigation to rather than all of the other Trump things that we're seeing? Well, I am investigating it. And what what's, uh, just shows, again, the corruption of our federal government. And I say blanket because I'm, we're finding corruption in the F- FBI uh, investigating Trump in the Department of Justice, but now in our health care agencies. You know, they, were, they actually followed a court order in releasing those emails under a FOIA request, but they were heavily redacted. Now, Congress is not subject to those redactions. I've requested those exact same FOIA emails and just gotten a big no. Now, they are starting to have my – they are letting my staff review them in dribs and drabs, but they should have just literally hit the unredact button and turned over to me the 4,000 – uh, pages of those Fauci emails. By the way, they're incriminating even with the redactions. And I think uh, as my staff is reviewing these things, they're going to be even more revealing and more incriminating, which is, of course, why the agencies redacted them and have been very reluctant and slow at uh, responding to congressional oversight. But no, I, I am definitely investigating this. Uh, I, I'm not going to give up till I get the answers. And the other thing is you must be facing a massive onslaught by not just the Democrat Party that hates you, but the corporatist Republicans that don't like you much more. So you are facing challenges and you are being, the money is being funneled in from what I'm guessing is outside of Wisconsin, where I have to imagine the bulk of Wisconsin's or Wisconsin citizens are, are, are more than happy with you. So am I right in saying there's outside money coming to fight against you? Because after all, they can't afford to have somebody like you in there. 
Yeah, I haven't even decided whether I'm going to run again. They've already spent millions in negative ads. And, of course, they just use pejoratives. You know, they call me a conspiracy theorist or that I'm peddling in myths or disinformation. But they never tell anybody, what are those conspiracies? What, 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 what is he saying that's not true? What, what is the information, misinformation he's dishing out? Again, I, I held an event. I allowed the vaccine injured to held two events. I let the vaccine injured tell their stories. There's no information, misinformation there. That's just the truth. In November here in D.C., I also had medical experts provide their opinion, their second opinion. What's misinformation? But I was shut down. I've been, I'm now suspended from YouTube for apparently spreading misinformation. Like what? 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 I'm quoting the Vayers data that shows 18,000 deaths worldwide in 10 months with the COVID vaccines versus the seasonal flu vaccine over the last 26 years, on average, 78 deaths. By the way, ivermectin, 15 deaths. Hydroxychloroquine, 64 deaths. Those are the, the drugs that the healthcare agencies are saying are dangerous, too dangerous for a doctor to use their full off-label prescription rights and practice medicine and offer some hope to a COVID patient. Right, right now, today, still. The NIH recommendation is basically do nothing. I guess they've added monoclonal antibodies, but those are hard to get. The government's taken over the distribution of those things. Doctors, I know, I've talked to doctors, they can't get it, you know? So do you know that I, uh, well, you wouldn't know, but I, um, I live in Florida most of the time. I sell real estate in South Florida. The success that Ron DeSantis in Florida have had with that alone is why Florida is among the lowest. Well, the the highest vac- vaccinated areas are now seeing second spikes and third spikes. I think the reason that you're taken down from YouTube is because the 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 thing a, a liar hates the most is somebody telling the truth. So it does explain it. But I want to let you know something: the people of Illinois, people who listen to this show, do not have a senator. So we are taking not just immense pride in what you're doing, but we are so thankful. And on behalf of them, I truly want to thank you and above all i want to help you so where can the good people of illinois go to help you uh stay in office should you decide to run again which by the way and i don't say this to anybody because i don't like politicians i'm gonna tell you right now you need to run again just because i haven't met my grandkids yet and i want to reestablish americanism so that's why for a very selfish reason i want to see senator ron johnson run again but where can the people go to help you well, by the way, I have said that I will make my decision with the next couple of weeks, and that's true. I'm talking, doing everything I need to do to decide. So if you want to offer me encouragement, you can go on ronjohnsonforsenate.com. If I do decide to run, I'm going to need a lot of help. I mean, this, you know, no, you're a real deterrent. This, 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 this will not be a pleasant race. This is not going to be fun. But uh, I understand the importance of the moment, as Mark Levin wrote, uh, Americans must awaken to the urgency of the moment. I'm awakened. I understand what dire straits we are in. So that, that doesn't escape me. But, again, if you want to help out, uh, ronjohnsonforsenate.com, uh, and I'll, I'll be making that decision in the next couple of weeks. You have a bunch of people that don't know you but that truly are rooting for you and truly care about you. I am so happy that you came on my show. I want to thank you so much for what you're doing, and please keep it up. Something tells me you can handle it. I appreciate it very much. Senator Ron Johnson, thank you. Have a great night. I appreciate the opportunity to stay well. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. That's 
Why I have hope right there. Bingo. Hope. Talk to a senator like Ron Johnson. You have hope. And you realize that we have a skewed perspective of things, Illinoisans in general, because we don't have politicians like that. We don't have politicians that are inquisitive or that are suspicious of the government they are in. That's a citizen legislator. That's how the government is supposed to work, rather than a mafia member, a capo, a foot soldier, somebody who goes out and spews what they know to be lies and what we certainly know to be lies. Nothing encompasses this more than what we're living through with the COVID takeover of America. That's what COVID is. COVID is a takeover of America. The perspective of what COVID is is what the politicians and bureaucrats have been working against you. They don't want you to have perspective. I just thought during the interview, because that interview was something that we had to fit into schedule, I was looking up the average age of the Senate. Does anybody know what the average age of a sen- of our Senate is? 60, 60, it's close, close to 70, Mr. Callahan. 64.3 years. Now, that, 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 that takes into account the young senators, the handful of young senators we have. That's just the average. The power brokers in the Senate are these 80-year-old political whores and pimps that have bastardized the political system and now have an agenda. And that agenda is to keep you afraid and to keep you in servitude. So we're living in a time now where this virus is their greatest weapon. And they don't need you to know or to, to think that in this country as big as we have, our average deaths per day, and this is taking into account the Democrat scum areas where you shoot people on the expressway and whatnot, what Chicago calls, you know, like Thursday and Monday. We lose between 7,900 and 8,100 people a day prior to the word COVID ever entering our vocabulary. That this COVID has a survival rate of 99.5% when you t- when you go age groups and you go down to the kids that they want us to vaccinate now you're at 99.9 but they don't need you to have that perspective they need you to be afraid because after all this is about control which leads to money those are the two things it's about because here we are in the year 2021 at the end of it and in this country you've have less freedom than you've ever had than you've ever had is right now. And it is because politicians in general have decided to work together so that the collective government could seize every aspect. So when I do a segment in the opening of the show and we talk about a Soviet member that will now be working in charge of banking and currencies, that's something to be aware of. This could not happen in an America just before COVID. Could not have happened. Would not have been tolerated. But now people are distracted and they are afraid. So I had a caller in the show. We didn't get to him. And the caller said, well, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? I wanted to, to, to wait to address that till after Ron Johnson because Ron Johnson represents a state with hope, Wisconsin. And there are other states around the country with hope. There are states where there are still legislators like Ron Johnson who are doing things to prevent the Leviathan to prevent the Marxist mafia from taking over. That's where the hope is. I'm never going to come on here and do what the scum Democrats do, advocate uh, violent protests, advocate violence. I'm never going to stick up for violence or promote it. 
Because you don't need it as long as you have politicians in areas that are fighting for citizens. What you have to do as an Illinoisan is figure out a way to get your generations out of here, even though you may not be able to. And that's what being a parent is. It's a little bit of sacrifice and a lot of planning and a lot of hard work. So when I do commercials for Hochberg, I'm giving you the example of take the equity out of your loser and put on a red state spread, a red area spread. Wisconsin has a decision to make. It's teetering. It has that Orville Redenbacher Soviet governor who's an absolute Marxist shill. And it has little snippets where it goes hardcore kind of Americanism. I'm not even going to use the word Republican because Ron Johnson doesn't fit into the Republican scheme of things. And I'm not ever advocating that you should go to an area that has a Mitt Romney or a old lady face Mitch McConnell. I'm not advocating that. But I am advocating you go to areas where you have good senators, good congresspeople, most of all, good governors. Okay, so we're going to do the uh, make it official here. I don't know which one is which, so hopefully uh, we make some sense into it. You got to stand here because I'm going to hand you. Okay. All right, so this one is the. Um, there was an old provision of law from like 20 years ago that said the Surgeon General can forcibly vaccinate people. Uh, some people thought that we had done that when we banned the vaccine passports. That's not true at all. But nevertheless, we saw it. We're like, why would that be in there? And so this bill basically takes that off the books. I think they put it in there after 9-11 and anthrax scares or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's not appropriate in the state of Florida. And so we're uh, taking that off. So he has now signed a bill to protect the people's freedoms. It is no longer legal or allowable for the federal government to legislate job holders in Florida or citizens in Florida or children in Florida be forced to take the vaccine. Ta-da! So when I get the calls, what do you want to do? That's what I want to do. Identify the scum and stay away from it. That's the only thing in life you're in control of. You don't have to be a victim of circumstance. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. J.B. Pritzker has locked me down. He's taken away my business. He forces the mask. Okay. Now I'm not welcome here. Go. Because the idea you're going to push back against a welfare mafia stronghold, like Cook County, like Chicago, like now, unfortunately, Illinois, by settling for other political whores, like like, uh, the Illinois Republican Party in total, aside from a couple I haven't met, and some that are now running for office. The Illinois Republican Party is in on the scam. So when we talk about pot dispensaries, who controls it? When we talk about gaming uh, uh, rooms, who controls it? Those are Illinois Republicans. And their only argument is, do they want to be the whore or the pimp? That's the only argument. So let's go to Paul in Bensonville. Hi, Paul. (laughs) Hi, Sean. I propose... Uh, a special day for the Sean Thompson show where I will donate a hundred dollars of my hard earned coin to the ACL joy at J. Um, which is, which is the opposite of the American, um, communist liberation underground known as the ACLU, the ACLJ 
is for law and justice, and it's normally headed up by people who believe in the American principles. Yes, yes, absolutely. I want to give a donate a hundred dollars to the ACLJ if you go without a whole show of saying the word whore. Why? And it's, I propose I propose that everybody jumps on a bandwagon and and if you could do it, we all send a hundred dollars to them. Okay, so if you could come up with a better word than political whore, a better phrase, which really explains politicians of both parties. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. I give you some money and you do what I want you to do. Right. I give you some money and you go and reestablish the salt deduction. Right. So you had a bunch of Democrat scum that make money from the mafia corruption in Chicago and Illinois. And let's say they're a group of lawyers, let's say Glencoe, and they don't want They don't want to just pay the taxes and the cost of their political corruption. So what they do is they get their 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 political uh, whores to go to Washington D.C. and come up with an idea. Come up with an idea that says, "Hey, I know you're getting killed for living in these political stronghold, corrupt hell holes, but we're going to cap it and we'll have a backdoor welfare system for the rich people." Now, I think the I'm word not, "whore" encapsulates that. No, it, it it does, and I'm not offended by the offended by the word at all. all right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying as a, uh, to make things fun, uh-huh. maybe you could use, instead well, of saying the word whore, you could change it to maybe prostitute for just one show from four to seven. Or, and if you could do that without saying that word, I, I'm just saying we're, we're going to, t- I like fun. it. We're going to take it into consideration. And I'm going to let you know something that happens without the knowledge of anybody here. The staff here at AM560, I have my hardcore team, Bunny. And Misty. But there are other kids that linger around, most of whom I really don't know what they do except wait for payday. And those kids like to have uh, uh, Sean Thompson show bingo. And they put all the words I use. And when I say it, they cover it. And whoever wins, I think they're too cheap to actually have a cash payout. But there is some sort of benefit. I will get you in on this, Paul, and we will add it to the website. All right, fair enough? All right. All right, see, I don't mind having fun of verbiage, but I think my verbiage, from what I can fit into the FCC regulations, when I really want to call them what everybody wants to call them, I think political whore is rather creative, and I enjoy it, and it really labels exactly what we're dealing with. Because after all, I give you a little money, and you do what I want you to do, regardless of whatever your principles are. That makes you a whore. And there are all kinds. Now that we've established what you are, we're really just negotiating prices. Don on the south side. Hey, Sean, love your show. Thank just you. wondering what you think is going to end up uh, finally being the end result of this trial in Kenosha for this hero, Kyle. Well, there's a couple things going on that I can't help but notice that I find kind of ironic amusement in. For instance, right now, BLM and the foot soldiers, uh, Antifa, foot soldiers of the American Marxist Party, is somehow turn this into a race issue when Kyle Rittenhouse shot all white people. So for that, I kind of love the amusement of it. I also think that at the end of it, if you're not already convinced of our judicial system being completely and totally taken over and politicized, then you're an absolute moron. Because the fact that we're even here on trial, with knowing what we now know, shows you that there is no American judicial system. There are just wings of the political and bastardization 
of a justice system that was supposed to be built in the rule of law as, as the shield of the innocent man. It is anything but. It is completely weaponized. So, Don, I agree that this kid should not be on trial. I'm not convinced. I understand his intentions. I also will stick by what I originally said. If you don't want to be dirty, don't go around the scum. And that's how I feel about this. This whole thing, you're going to let Antifa and the rest of it, they're going to burn up the cities to me. Burn it up. Burn it up. Show everybody what you are. You're wretched, fascistic scum. And I don't think that this kid should have risked his future by driving to the instance where, where I think a parent would have said, you're not going up there. A parent like me. You think, are you going to let my 19-year-old, my 17-year-old kid go up there? I'm not going to go and, and endorse that action either. The whole thing was avoidable, and I don't think he should be tried. I think he was clearly self-defense, and I do think it just gave an opportunity to a corrupt system to try and make an example out of an innocent, innocent kid that was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I'm not going to wrap around that, fla- that, that hero thing and flag uh, the whole thing. Let them burn Kenosha and the people who own those buildings. Let them protect it. Let's not put innocent kids in harm's way of scum. Let's tell innocent kids and kids of, of, of Kyle Rittenhouse's caliber what it means to be an American and what it means to take care of yourself and go to areas where you're loved because the country is dividing, boys and girls. And before I send kids like that to the sewers of corruption, I say do a little thinking first. That's just me. I'm not saying you have to agree with it. 312-642-5600. So here's how I, I know I look at it a little differently than most people. I don't want to give the scum what they want. You could see what they want and what they, what they, their ability to contort what happened, their ability, the lies in which they spew. And when I say they, make no mistake about it. I mean the Democrat mafia, all of them, and Antifa and Black Lives Matter, aside from being front groups and phony organizations, are the foot soldiers, the military industrial wing of the American Soviet Party. Okay, so I wouldn't I wouldn't risk my child to go anywhere near these scum. Now they just found out today, Daily Mail. It turns out the uh, dropkick guy that started it all, the jump kick man. Turns out he had just been released for beating his girlfriend. Also another felon, like their key uh, witness against Rittenhouse. Everybody that inhabits these organizations, and I mean everybody, is scum. They're not worth the 19-year-old good kids. They're not worth, oh, I'm going to go stand by somebody else's property with my gun and fight, firefight. They're not even worth killing. The best thing you could do to these people is let them live their miserable existence of life. Don't worry. The vast majority will become drug addicts and convicts. That's the best thing you could do to this kind of scum. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, hey, brother, I don't disagree with you at all as a parent where you'd give your, uh, your son or daughter advice. Hey, no, don't go near that ring. But here, it happened. He went there. I mean, he is the kind of kid, though. He exemplifies just the opposite of what this uh, school system is producing, these rotten leftists. Yeah, but that's that's the kid that needed the most parenting for the best outcome, right? 
This is a kid with all right. the right characteristics. He wanted to stick up for people who, who deserved it, who needed it. You put him in the worst situation for it. Craig, I got 30 seconds. Listen, Dr. Joe, I'm going to take you when I get back. This is, this is the choice. This Americanism I'm fighting for is an ideology. You have to win on the intellectual level. You're not going to beat the scum at their own game. The scum will be as violent, as deceitful as they need to be to justify their existence. I'll take all your calls when I get back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So now we're going to have some fun and speculate the window into the way my mind works when we talk about Rittenhouse. You have to remember where we are from, the most of us. We are in an area where the Cook County... State's attorney, Kim Fox, has decided to legalize up to $1,000 a day in theft. You're not going to prosecute. You witness the fact that she is working against law enforcement and working what appears to me as for drug dealers and gangbangers. That's the way it looks to me. Call me silly. But you've got people on a revolving door that go in for arrests of one kind or another. And it seems to me that the judicial system itself is now a weapon of politics. That's what it is. This particular case that we're speaking of when we talk about Rittenhouse, I said to you early on, the reason I don't want to talk about it is to me, this isn't like the jurors are in the movie 12 Angry Men and they refuse to commit the, the crime of unjustly prosecuting an innocent man. That's not what we have here. The reason, in my opinion, this is taking so long is that there are political animals that are on the jury that were put there specifically to entertain the idea that they should make an example, a political example about this kid, because this kid has successfully been linked to the right, has successfully been linked to Trump supporters. This is the trick of the fascist mafia, the Marxist mafia. This is the trick to indict strangers, to link them to political ideology and persecute them. That's what you're witnessing. It has nothing to do about the actual case, which is extremely simple. Stupid kid went to a stupid protest. In the meantime, they were going to kill him. Luckily, he had a gun and shot said scumbags that participated in destruction. Now, in the, the only sad part is Kim Fox isn't the prosecutor because you could still use the mutual combat defense, which is something new that I wish to God they would have had 30 years ago. But this is why the system of... American justice doesn't represent what it was supposed to. It isn't about law being the shield of the innocent man. Law is now the weapon of the mafia being government. And that's why this kid is there. That's why these scum prosecutors are tampering with evidence in order not to give it. That's why MSNBC is following jurors to intimidate them so that the people that want to let him go who are being, in my opinion, held prisoner by the political animals put on the jury to prosecute an innocent man. That's how I view it. 
I could be crazy. Chuck and Dullivan. Hey, bunch of different stuff. First of all, uh, I don't understand why them people aren't sequestered every night. I was on juries twice. They made us stay overnight in a hotel room. The next thing is, is uh, uh, the, that whole deal with them chasing down the uh, jurors to find out where they're at, that should be dealt with with the FBI. That dude's not from this state. He crossed the state line to do that, ran red lights just to try to run them down. I don't understand, oh, we're going to keep MSNBC out of the building. They can't report no more. No, that guy needs to be locked up and put in chains right now. Wouldn't it be and, interesting, and I don't, Chuck, if, if, if the media followed lobbyists the way they follow jurors? Wouldn't it be interesting if the media was more interested in following contracts that were given to political donors in infrastructure bills rather than follow jurors to the Rittenhouse case. I mean, you the do see that. guys talked about, the next thing guys talked about was Jump Kick Boy. Uh-huh. They never said nothing about Jump Kick Boy because I'm going to tell you right now, Jump Kick Boy's black. They should have brought him in and they should have arrested him also for kicking him in the head the first time. You mean the guy that uh, is is a multi-time felon who beat up his girlfriend just days before? Every every one of them people was a felon. How does the dude with a felon, how does he end up the the main guy for Wisconsin? I'm ashamed to be in the state of Wisconsin. He turns around. He's got a gun. He's a felon. He's got a gun. He's got no business with a gun. It's against the law. Well, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, you speak of it very fondly, but you do have some strange rules. For instance, you're really not a lady unless you're. 180. Thank you. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, Chuck. I wish uh, you the best of luck. You keep it chubby up there. I love it. Chubby chasers love it there. Charles, Knoxville. Hi, hi, Charles. Hey, Charles. Yeah, you're Charles. I'm Sean. Hey. Let's keep their hey, places straight. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Charles from Knoxville, Indiana. All right. Hi, Charles. Hey, Charles. Uh. I'm Sean, but we'll get you back know, to this. I, I, I learned history, and I remember after December 7, 1941, a lot of 17-year-old patriots signed up to go fight fascists mm-hmm. thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Th- this kid drove, I don't, I don't know how far, say 15, 20 miles mm-hmm. to Kenosha from where he lives. That's that's less than what I drive every single day to fight fascism. Well, there's so, there's I understand that that's the spin, but I want you to think about it from a position of a parent, and I want you to I, think about I, I, and I also want you to think about this, and I mean this. I think that that story has been buffed and polished because the real story is a car dealer wanted to hire private security, and he wanted to hire private security so that his car lot didn't get burnt. And instead of hiring actual security, he called in some guys who had some acquaintances that went there to do that. Now that, that doesn't seem, you know, I mean, granted I didn't wrap a flag around it, but that seems to make a little more sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But our, our, our job is, our job is as citizens, let's not give virtue where it doesn't need to be. And let's, let's, let's call things with truth. And if you, you, a father, had a 17-year-old son who, although well-intended and although wonderful characteristics, and he said, Dad, where's my my AK-47? I got this job, and I'm going to go up to Kenosha, Wisconsin, you know, where where Antifa and all of them are protesting, and I'm going to go stick up for car lots. What would you say as a dad? 
I would say. <laughs> yeah, all right. That, See, that's a tough one. I, I, it's not a tough one. You, know, you just don't want to tell the. You just don't want to give me the answer no, because it, say, it, it negates your original point. You. I, I will go with you. See, Charles, your, your, your support. It's it's about us raising our kids right and putting our kids in good positions, right? That's what, what separates us from everybody else. And, we want what's best and, for our children. And, yes, and, and, and I feel this kid was raised right, and he's he's sticking up for what's right. Two things, know, can, it, two things it, can live at the same point. That happened. Yeah, two things yes. can live in the same place. He can have the right yeah. intentions and take wrong actions that lead to terrible outcomes and still have those same right, right intentions, which I believe he had. I'm not taking away from that. No, absolutely. Everything absolutely. he did after that was a mistake. His mother driving him up there was ridiculous. And, you know, I was raised by a little tiny woman who never bothered to, to hide how she really felt about right and wrong. And as a parent, that's your only job. To tell your kids right, right. now. Thank you, brother. I appreciate um, it, Charles. Thank you. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean. Hi. Sean, uh, uh, Rittenhouse's mother did not drive him up there. That is, uh, that's not. Well, I, I, don't, is, I don't know. Uh, the story's flip-flopped a couple yeah. of different times because yeah, I originally know. I said she didn't know. And then she went on TV and said, no, I knew he was going up. Right. Okay, so which one is it? You know, and, yeah. it, and well, at this she point. Didn't, and she did Right, who cares? And, right. At, and at this point, you know, when you see them, look, as I said, I think the kid had all the right intentions, but I'm not going to endorse everything this kid did. And nope. it, it, the whole damn thing could have been avoided. First of all, like I said before, the problem with killing these roaches and these Antifa people is that you, you save them from their mediocrity of their stupidity. The greatest thing you could do to these people is let them live a hundred years. Wallow in your stupidity, your failure, your drug addiction, your homelessness, and every other decision you make that you somehow want to use as a weapon against people who live their lives the right way. That's why, to me, it's an ideological separation, and I am not interested in giving them excuses or helping them out of their squalor. That's what. That's the best thing about a Democrat. Although, and the reason I fight against this, I don't like the idea that this Democrat Party has implemented policies that have destroyed our well-being, and and their only solution is to limit us from our money, our success, and our life, and 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 then force us into capitulation with their stupidity. See, that's the problem in the system, and that's what I want to want to break. So, to me, it is to go to areas where we all think alike and to secede from the Marxist mafia. That's my ideology. Well, That's what I want to do. To that point, Sean, I've been in Kenosha for three days now, and you are right. These there's there's about twenty protesters that are on the courthouse steps every day, and these dudes, Sean, one of them was interviewed. They Amy played a clip of, and I know the I recognize his voice because I've gotten in a couple little arguments with him. This fat son of a bee, this guy couldn't run a hot dog yeah, stand. They're provocateurs. Yeah, the media runs to him, and Sean, I'm telling you, there's a thousand media up here. Oh, yeah. And all these, all these punks want is a clip of two people arguing, and you can't believe the way the cameras run to them so they can get their little clip on the news, yeah. and then they can say that there's all this unrest and they- in Kenosha. It's all a fraud. Thank you, Tom. And that same media is the one that has hidden the fact that we have a sad, feeble, dementia patient as a president. They've hidden the fact of the corruption in what they're calling an infrastructure bill. If we had half of the media that wanted to stoke a fake race war, 
about a white guy killing other white guys that wanted to exploit a tragedy in a decision of a young kid. If we had half of them that wanted to investigate who's getting the contracts of an infrastructure bill that was passed by politicians that never read it, of course, they would have done their job the first time they passed a bill that no one read that destroyed our health care system. But instead, they bred their butter on the side of the state of the Soviets, which is why it, you do not have a media. There is not one reporter, not one real reporter in Kenosha. What's in Kenosha is propaganda, propagandists and American Pravda. Those are not reporters, and that is not news. And that's the problem. We've, we've followed them down this deception rather than being the adults in the room that say, you go your own way, scum. Live among yourselves, scum. That's the answer. 312-642-5600. So on CNN right now, they have Bannon makes first appearance. See, that's the same thing. Contempt of Congress is a joke in the first place. Congress is a joke. But everybody remembers Eric Holder was also found in contempt of Congress. In all the years of our government, you know how many people who have been found in contempt of Congress have been charged criminally? Five. So you've politicized and weaponized our judicial system. End of story. So the outcome that I'm predicting is devastation. They're going to railroad this poor kid. They're going to railroad him. And your best thing you could hope for is a mistrial or the judge says mistrial or an appeal. This whole thing should, should have never gone this far. The kid, the other, the scum was there to burn the damn city down. End of story. Saddest part of all is that innocent kids went there to defend it rather than doing what they should have done, which is release the military against the, 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 the true domestic terrorism, Antifa, BLM, and the entire Democrat Party, as far as I'm concerned. Tom Sherville. Yeah, Sean, I heard earlier that there are 10 jurors that want to acquit uh, Rittenhouse, and there's two holdouts, and that's what's going to lead to the mistrial. There's only two holdouts. Do you know what the Teflon Don proved? Do you remember, John Gotti? You know what he proved? You only need to buy off one. One. And you get the outcome you want. So think about it from the government standpoint. They only need one. That says, I'm not, I'm not, he's guilty, he's guilty, he's guilty. In spite of all the evidence, in spite of everything you know, in spite of the video itself, which shows that the kid was under attack, game over. End of the story. Yet here we are, because they're going to they're gonna try this kid until they get the outcome they want. Just like they're going to go after anybody that was affiliated with Trump. Just as you right now live in a time when we've spent millions upon millions of dollars to investigate a couple of people committing vandalism. In the Capitol. And that's the biggest story ever. But when the 40 eco-terrorists that just a few months ago did actual damage to the Capitol, mum's the word. Because I got news for you. Our judicial system is politicized. And if you're a Democrat, you get away with anything. And if you're a Republican, uh uh-oh, look, I will make up something for you to go to trouble with, to go to jail with. You know that, Tom. You're too smart to to not know that. You know it. Philip, Blue Island. Hello, son. Look, um... I was just sitting there thinking about... Yeah, shut up. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm getting very fed up with this stuff. What, the stuff of January the 6th, they're holding these people out without any cause uh, for that uh, capital. And then 
the Rittenhouse case and the, the video show clearly that the kid is gu- not guilty of any crime. And um, it, it's a shame that in our country, as great as it is, we're guilty until proven innocent. Now, here's my question. Only if you're a Republican. No, no, no. Let's be very clear. Very true. Only if you're a Republican. Here, that, that Shalman, the guy with the Viking hat on, who walked yeah. through the Capitol, was escorted, for lack of a better term, by Capitol Police. He got 41 months. 41 months. How many scum in Chicago, convicted with guns, convicting shooting guns, convicted with all kinds of crime, have a revolving door? Because Kim Fox is the liaison to the street scum, the Democrat scum. That's why Philip in Blue Island got hung up on, because he's Democrat scum, and he lives in the squalor of it. So let him go live in Blue Island where it sucks. Let him go live among the, 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 the other people. I said scum. Let him go live among the Democrats that he voted for. Let him live in that squalor. Me, I, I, I'm dragged here by happenstance, which well, I don't really live here anymore. But the rest of us do. It's a disgrace. So to expect that you're going to get a fair shake from a Democrat judicial system, you ain't. Get used to it. Leonard in Lake Bluff. Yeah, you're right, man. The, the greatest places to live in this country right now are red-dominated. Louisiana, Mississippi. Leonard, how about even Southern the how about how about even Southern Alabama? How about even You're the right COVID numbers? That. How about the COVID? Right Can you figure that out? How could COVID? Apparently, COVID hates Democrat areas. That's where You're the right. numbers are the all high. Place, it's, it's insanity. The best, the best places to live right now are deeply red, and that's Southern Alabama, Louisiana, and Mississippi. Uh, the greatest education systems and everything else. Let me ask you this about Rittenhouse, that inbred little boy who had his mommy drop him off. Do you think he went up there to? <laughs> To protect uh, because he's a medical expert, like he said he was, or do you think he was there to walk around the streets and uh, maybe I think, fire I think off a couple I, of rounds? First, first of all, you know this by you could see when he talks. There is a there is a level of naivete that is not not based in reality. I I want to I want to give him the, the because he's just a kid. He's seventeen years old. Think about what our kids cheap, think about what our kids easy. Leonard. Think about just for a minute what our kids are facing now on all different levels. And then I think it was what I said before. There was the car lot guy who had three properties there. He was hiring people to protect. This kid is 17 years old. We got a bad connection. For some reason, I got reverb. We got, he's 17 years old. He wanted to make money. Just think about that for a minute, Leonard. He hears it through the grapevine that he can make money, go up there with his gun, and he brought the medical bag. Maybe let's give him the, the default position of he had the best intentions in the world. But nonetheless, it was a litany of bad decisions and an innocent kid sits at the at the threshold of losing his life, the quality of his life. This kid could do some serious time here. And the whole thing should have been avoided. And I, I, I'm not willing to con- convict him on bad intentions. You see his face. You saw his testimony. I think he was a very well-intended guy that was given some very terrible advice and put himself in a position he shouldn't have been in. I stick to my original. I was working here on the day it happened. I said the same thing then. I say the same thing now. 312. 642-5600. Now you're talking. See, to me, talk radio should be more than just the view without ugly women. To me, talk radio should talk about, like I'll give you an example, over $53 million in meth, cocaine, and pot seized by just Texas border agents in the last month. That's news. Here's another one. Budget watchdogs. Eight states would have a top marginal tax rate of over 60% 
under the feeble fascist diaper-wearing moron who some people call presidents build back better of the Third Reich to under the Fourth Reich. See, that's what I mean. That's news. Millions of people, for the last four months, over four million people a month have quit their jobs to go on government cheese. That's news. But yet, I get a full board. Everybody's packed up about Rittenhouse. It's insanity. It's simple. I know his family lived in Kenosha. I know there's a million different excuses. And all I simply said is, it is a politicist, it's an example, unrefutable evidence. Our justice system is political. Just point to the Cook County State's Attorney for evidence, David Hochberg. How's my mortgage going? What's going on, buddy? I tell you what. Yeah. I can't tell you how refreshing it is to have somebody like you to listen to drive home instead of that other guy they had on there, Steve Cortez, I want to put a bullet in my head. Well, how about, I'll tell you another thing. You know what, you know what bothers me, too? I never, I never cared for the Irish Gypsy. I never cared for him. And he would do the very same thing I'm talking about. He would take, his, like, one little simple issue, and he would use it for an hour of stuff. Rather than talk about things to make the world better. See, what makes the world better to me, David, is when people like the citizens of the country are in control of the country versus the corrupt political whores and pimps that we've become used to. Because I think they love it when we discuss trivial things. And I understand trivial might not be the right word, but minute things like one trial versus what's going on with policies as we sit here. Did you know that that electric Hummer that, that Biden the feeble fascist in diapers, he ruined the driver's seat of that Hummer. Did you know that they start at $108,000? Is that going to help the middle class? of our listeners can't afford. Is that going to help the middle class? Is it going to help the middle class to subsidize the politically connected to get in their green energy scam investments as senators are worth a half a billion dollars? See, that to me is what news is. Here's here's how Gary Rabine is going to win back to governorship of Illinois, right? And here's how you're going to get more Republicans elected, by talking about the facts, right? What, what Kevin McCarthy did yesterday to compare and contrast, you know, not for thee, for the E, or whatever the hell the, you know, you, you know, he, um, he was saying uh, was spot on, right? But what you, I, think, I think what you need to do is, I didn't see the video of this Gosar guy, right, of, of Rep Gosar. You can't, if he did what he, what allegedly he did, he made a cartoon killing another state, you know, elected official, you got to call that out as not being smart. He's okay? an idiot. He's an idiot. But these congressmen don't represent me. You know, you know, here's the, the, the magic thing that the left has been able to do, the American Marxist mafia. They have been able to indict the entire Republican Party for the actions of right. one or two or three or ten political animals in the party they don't represent me i don't even know the guy i could give a rip what he thinks is funny or not are you fighting to to rip out what's destroying my quality of my life in obamacare or these confiscatory tax policies or this legalized corruption in these pay-to-play infrastructure bills because if that's not what you're doing stop drawing cartoons you fracking moron and get to work that's what i need you to do so that's what I want I, to happen. And here's the other thing. How, I, I, why do you think they're not talking about how many delinquencies there are in the mortgage business? Why? Because it's going to be a tidal wave happening in the spring and the summer. So it's a smokescreen. But, but the honesty has to come out. You have to call out the hypocrisy like McCarthy did yesterday. 
right? And and just like you call it out on the other side, you got to stop the stupid crap that the Republicans are doing too, all because the Democrats are acting dumb and saying stupid things. It doesn't mean you got to be higher, right? You exactly. Be, exactly. You, you got to take gotta, it up a notch. You got to show. Right, you gotta you gotta be the freaking adult in the room and stop trying to race to the bottom. If Gary Rabine would just say, "Hey, here's what the governor Pritzker did over the past four years, and here's the outcome. Here's what I would do." Right. Yeah. By the way, the governor Pritzker hasn't picked up a shovel ever in unless his life it's dessert. Gary built a business. Unless it's dessert, you, know. you keep giving me the layup. He picks up a shovel. Come on, you think he got that way with a normal knife and fork? <laughs> Are you nuts? He's I got some third-world guy with a shovel right now, and they're throwing cream puffs in that pie hole of his. Listen, thank you very much for calling. You know I love you. And by the way, Take the care, nice buddy. thing about you, and you know I've noticed yeah. from time to time you'll go up and down with body weight. You've always had a neck, you handsome son of a gun. So just so I can see your neck, I'll I'll go with e- I'll take it easy on you. We got a deal? That means a lot. That right. means a lot. I appreciate it. Anytime. Goodbye. Take care of David Hockberg. There's an <laughs> This is what I mean. We're going to fix things or we're going to play the dance of the tyrant, of the fraud, of the failure. Because to me, what's crucially important is that we fix things. When you have a vice president who has the job for the same reason Pete Buttigieg does, because they're wonderful on lunch dates. And you've got Nooner Harris, who is an unmitigated failure of everything she's touched. And if it wasn't because of a skirt or some other social engineering platform, Harris would be recognized as the unlikable failure she is. And what has happened on the southern border of this country, even though I am for somebody who wants to rescue people who are abused by Democrat, socialist, Marxist policies, what has happened on the southern border with the drug flow, with the chaos and the crime and the murders as the result of political whores, somebody needs to go to prison. I vote for Harris. But first, I'd like her to become president. So we could remove this Fourth Reich leadership from our planet. Eight months ago, the president gave you the job of addressing the root causes of migration. But last month, we learned that in the past year, had the highest number of illegal border crossings since they started to be recorded in 1960. What are you doing to turn that around? How long will it take? Well, it's not going to be overnight. We can't just flip a switch and make it better. Well, you flipped a switch and you made it worse. It's called your election, honey. I'll tell you, this is the greatest opportunity in the world. See, you've got a guy walking around right now in a nightshirt like Ichabod Crane. Doesn't know if he's in Washington, D.C. or back in Delaware looking for Pappy. He's out of his mind. Remove him. Put in this unlikable hell of a lunch date. And then impeach her. That's how you play the game. 312-642-5600. All right, we've politicized right and wrong on so many levels. There's not a better example of it than murdering babies. Not a better example of it. You have politicized murdering babies. Somehow it's, uh, the Democrats say it's okay, and some of the Republicans say it's not okay. Listen to me. There are wretched human beings out there that want to kill the only human beings that have no defense. None. They cannot defend themselves. They're little tiny babies. I find this to be an atrocity, an absolute atrocity. This isn't something I came to because somebody convinced me of it. This is the basis of right and wrong. It's not political. It's right and wrong. It is the greatest evil known to mankind. 
You've got a bunch of real scum out there telling young girls that it's not only somehow legal, but they owe it to themselves. If they don't have enough money in their checkbook, or if their life isn't exactly as some socialist promises should be, which, by the way, you never get to that utopia, the Democrat, socialist, pro-baby-killing scum promise you. You never get to it. So there are organizations out there working tirelessly hard to take girls who may be in a bad situation, young girls who are scared, and show them killing a child, especially your own, is not the answer to anything. In fact, it's something that will haunt you the rest of your life. And the way that they do this is they show them that beautiful baby inside them. There's an organization out there called Preborn. Now, this organization, it shows ultrasounds to to pregnant women, most of whom are the targets of the Marxist mafia, who tell them it's their right, they're going to feel great, and their future will be bright if they could somehow wrap their head around the fact that they just killed their kid. Preborn wants the mothers to show to show them what the baby is and how beautiful it is. The data shows a woman who sees her baby on an ultrasound is 80% more likely to choose letting that baby live versus letting Planned Parenthood make millions by killing it. The cost for providing an ultrasound for a woman is $28. For just $28, you can stop an abortion from happening. For $336, less than... per day, you can stop 12 abortions. That's just $28 a month. This is is an incredible organization. I'm going to tell you right now. They have a little goal. They're $3,000 away from $3,000. You know why they want me to do this, by the way? My show, my listeners, we have a book sale. Come on, people sell books. This is something they need, $3,000. I want us to get there. We need 30 people who are willing to donate $100 right now to prevent an abortion. If we can get 30 people... To make that gift of $100, we hit the goal. It's very simple. Call 833-850-2229. lower the music a little bit, 850-BABY, or go to 560theanswer.com slash preborn. You could save a baby. It's big time. That's more than political. It's just simply right. I'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.